best time of the year. Easter is the best time of the year. Before we get in the Word, I want to reach out and let you know a need that we have. Uh, our helps department is lacking in people. We need security. We need door greeters. We need ushers. We need all that it takes to make the church work. You know, it, it, we come in early. We're here by 6.30 on Sunday morning. And there's lights to turn on, there's computers to turn on, there's, everything has to make sure everything runs and all that stuff. That all takes, that all takes time and work. And it's no different than many just leave when it's over. Somebody's got to be here to shut off all this stuff and turn off all the lights. And you say, well, they hang around and talk. Well, they're hanging around talking because they know they've got to shut things off partially. But we need, uh, you know, if you just volunteer for, like, security, one one time a month, what a difference that would make if you just would say, hey, I can help once a month, and then we'll get you on a schedule. Uh, Don Meister had to leave the church and go different place, uh, so Dale Hex took that over. So if you want to talk to somebody, talk to Dale or talk to Brad Coleman sitting over here, and he'll help get you organized uh, once a month. Besides that, it's a good time fellowshipping before and after, and many of the jobs, you, you don't miss a thing. You're just helping while, we're, while things are going on. Uh, you know, I live this. This is, this, is what I, this is what I do. So this is my, actually, I'm here more than I'm home. But for many, it's just coming and going, and that's church, and I understand that. But you're needed. Uh, we need you to help. Uh, we've got people that run the coffee shop. We've got people, I mean, there's just, it takes a lot of people to make this work. Uh, my sister from... Uh, uh, Colorado was asking, well, you know, what's it take a month? I said, well, I said, it's about 30 grand to keep the doors open. She said, really? I said, yeah, we've got five or six employees. It's here all the time. And I said, it takes all the workers. And I said, without the workers, we wouldn't have a church. You know, in the old days, the pastor did everything. Uh, I can't, uh, especially as I'm getting younger. I'm finding that I don't have quite the get up and go. I was helping Brad yesterday for a while, and I said, Brad, I've washed the car and done a few things. I am out of gas. I'm going home. I was going to watch the basketball games and slept through one of them. <laughs> so we need help, and we know you're wanting to. You just didn't know we need, but we do need. Uh, there's always help, always help needed. I know the bus department, uh, Jay and I are doing it all right now, and uh, we need help there. I need help in all of it. Uh, Tony, he comes every week. They pick him up every, every Sunday morning. He's always here. Tony's from Percy originally. He's my buddy for years back, and he still comes to church. How awesome. We brought up Neil. You can ask Monica. This has been crazy. He's going on since the 17th. Since the 17th, he's been battling kidney stones. Now he's got one that's kind of hung up in a turn. And uh, they went last night to the emergency room, and they doped him up so he could get through it, and they're going to try to fix it tomorrow. So keep him in prayer. Uh, don't need, if, if you had a kidney stone, I don't need to say a word. If you haven't, you don't want one. That's good. Title of message day. Father, we thank you. Uh, thank you for touching hearts and touching lives. Uh, give me exactly what needs to be said and done. Thank you that there will be no misunderstandings of what I'm saying because I know your grace is sufficient to cover everything. But, Father, I think uh, sometimes we're getting so lax in our walk with you that I know that you've got better things for us. 
the cross is the main thing. You did it all. You went to the cross knowing you had to go there. And we thank you. You knew the outcome. But, Father, we have been given in the word the outcome. So we thank you that we're going to pay attention. We're going to put the phones down. We're not going to get involved in that. We're going to give you 25 or 30 minutes. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. title of the message is A Place of Denial. You know, all of us, I don't care who you are, uh, most of us at this church and most that are watching by internet have already give your heart to Jesus. We pray that there's people out there and we pray that maybe somebody here that has played church comes to that place of really, you know, it's so, the religious community has made it so difficult in our minds but all you have to do is believe that he died for you for your sins and then he rose again and then according to scriptures then as we believe that and that's all we have to do we don't have to do good works he's already done everything for us we just have to believe he died and rose again and in that we died of our old self now our old habits keep dragging on until we get renewed enough that we live that life but we all fall short. Every one of us falls short, and we don't mean to, but we do. You know, we understand, uh, we understand that he lives in us, and we understand that he's speaking to us all the time. We understand that, that we need to listen all the time, but we also understand we don't listen all the time, and we let the consequences, we don't even pay attention to the consequences. We'll, we'll do things sometimes that we know is going to get us but we do it anyway. But it's an interesting thing. You know, uh, we've got, as, we, as we're going to the cross, and as Jesus was going to the cross, we recognize that Peter, who loved him radically, come to a place in his life where he denied Christ. And it's, let, let's just look at that. In, in New Living Translation, Matthew 26, 33 says, if every, <laughs> Peter said this, Jesus was sharing what he was going to be going through. And Peter, with his pride that he carried, he's, he's so much like us. Peter said, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. I'll never, I'll never leave you. I'll always be here for you. No matter what you go through, I'll die with you. And then in verse 34, Jesus said, Really? See, Jesus already knew the outcome. Jesus said, the very night, sharp phrase, the very night, that very night, you will deny me three times that you ever knew me. Before the rooster crowed, he said, you're going to deny me three times. Well, can you imagine, even you, when you first give your heart to Jesus, you didn't really know what you was getting involved in. But yet at that moment, it was like, Yes, and then you have your times during your walk with the Lord where there is such a high with him. There's no high like that. It replaces any high that you've ever tried to get on prior to. I mean, it's a high like never before, and it's a place in your life where I'll follow him forever. I can remember uh, when I was running heavy equipment at the coal mines, my sanctuary was inside the cab of my equipment. And I can remember times where I didn't even know what was going on around me. I was just so high listening and knowing that Christ was speaking to me personally and things were going on personally. And one time, I went through a time where I had to wear glasses. 
and I asked him to heal my eyes, and right in the midst of that, and I, and I literally took my glasses and threw them out the window. Now, since then, I've got older, and I've had to wear readers a little bit, but I got touched, and I knew that he touched me. And at that moment, you could have asked me anything, and I would have said, no, I'll never, ever, I'll never deny him. But then I, I, as I'm maturing in this, I'm recognizing when you say never, you're slipping yourself back under the law. And the law was placed there, and I'm talking about the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. The law was placed there to show you that you couldn't do it yourself. And you can only do it with Christ. So our best way to go with anything we do in life is, Lord willing, and he's got to help me. It's, it's like everybody that diets. You are just putting yourself under the law and you're going to fail and you're going to eat and gain that weight back until you come to the place of dieting properly and giving him your life that you come on with. But we, we come to that place of, of like Peter, we, we, tend to, we tend to fall apart. But I want you to go, if you will, to Luke chapter 22. I want to read a few verses in this. Uh, chapter 22, verse 54, it starts off. Now, this is Jesus getting ready to be arrested. Having arrested him, they led him, that's Christ, uh, and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. Now, when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, This man was also with him. But he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, another saw him, but Peter said, man, I'm not, I am not the one that followed him, basically. Then after that, about an hour had passed, another confidential, confidently affirmed, saying, surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. Now, he knew that because in, other, in other, the other Gospels, it says that they heard his voice and he sounded like someone from afar. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are saying immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned. Now, this is the part. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? You have been following him for three years. You have seen miracle upon miracle upon miracle. You trusted him. You knew him. You loved him. You'd give your life for him. But then, at this point, then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, and he said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Jesus turned and looked at him. But now, the point I want to bring across is, many times, all of us, I don't care who you are, many times we deny the truth when fear comes upon us. When, when something's going to happen where there may be consequences to your situation, we deny the truth, which is denying Christ. So if you're sitting here saying, well, I would never do that, I would never deny him in those places. Yes, we do. We don't mean to, but we do. But, what the, you know, the, this story is really not about Peter. This story is about Jesus. And this story is about the one that forgave us for everything we ever do wrong. So I'm not trying to put condemnation on any of us because of what I'm about to speak about. But the fact is... We all fall short, 
But when Jesus came back, before he rose again, before he come back to witness to, that he was alive, the first thing he said is, hey, tell Peter. He wasn't holding a grudge. He wasn't holding anything against him because he knew Peter, he knew Peter was going to do. He knows you're going to make mistakes. He knows that in times of fear, as you're maturing in the things of the Lord, you are going to not stand up for what you're going to stand up for eventually. Because he's going to finish the work. But the, the point that I'm going to be walking into today is a point that the Holy Spirit got me just the other night. Nailed me just the other night. We so, we so many times get to this place where we deny him and we don't even know that we're doing it. We deny, we literally come to the place of denying the truth that we know there's going to be consequences if we stay there. And we know that it's going to damage us, but yet we, we, we get caught up in it. And it's never, it's never like flipping the brake. Flipping the breaker reminded me one time I was, I was a, a young child and we were over at St. Mark's. And I, I, I don't know why I did it. I went back to the back. On, it's on the left side behind the stage. The great big breaker that kills the power in the whole building. It's not like that. Boom. And that's what I did. And everything in the building went, ba-bam. Sin is not like that. Never. Listen to me. Never. Sin comes on without you knowing. Or, uh, let, doing what you know doesn't line up with the word. Let me say it that way. That's sin. But we all, we get to that place of doing things that we know When you know, wow, how did I get, Chris and I was talking about this just a week ago. The affair that he fell into, try, trying to get out of it, brought him to a place where he is now at this point spent 13 years in a penitentiary because of the affair, because that was the catalyst that got him where he's at now. And he said, I can't even... He said, I could write a book on the thought pattern that got me to that place where I shouldn't have been. But we, we slip into it so easy. Now, I'm going to, I was watching a television program, and it, it's about nursing and, 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 and a particular doctor. I'm not going to name the name of the, the show. But I enjoyed it. Because of the character of this, this man, and, and I get real involved when I watch shows like that, and I get involved in how he was able to do what he does as a good doctor in this show, but then I was sitting and watching this last Monday, and when it was over, the Holy Spirit said, you just denied me. Now listen to me. In that show, in that show, there was a sequence of things that went on that everybody in the, in the people that play the parts was all good people, showing them doing good things, saving lives, having their opinions, and all the stuff that we all have, but yet everything that they condoned violated what this scripture says 
about how I should live. Now, now don't judge me and don't judge anybody else. I'm not, I'm not, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm just telling you what happened to me. As I was preparing for the messages that are coming up, it was like, and you know the Lord, he's so awesome. He didn't condemn me. He just reminded me of what the truth is. He never condemns me. Only the enemy condemns you. Only the devil condemns you of your lifestyle. I'm okay and I'm forgiven and it's all good and, and all of that. But I had got to the place to where, you know, it used to be, listen to me. It used to be that when you seen things that violated the scripture, they were bad guys. In the movies, in the shows, they were the bad people. They were the people that should have got caught. And they were telling you, don't do this because you'll get caught. Because the consequences of living this type of life will bring you here. That's what we used to see. But see, we're not seeing that now. Hardly in anything that's on television. I've got to where I'm watching pure flicks almost all the time now. And I, please understand my heart. I'm not judging anybody, anywhere, anything. And, and not, that's not the... I'm just telling you, we have got to be so careful that the good people are showing us that all of these things are okay when in reality, the consequences of the lifestyle they're saying is okay is not okay. Right. It's not okay according to the word. It's sin. Yeah. And the consequences of sin is death. Now, listen. I'm not judging you. I'm not saying that if you're, if you're slipped off in sin or you're in sin, you're going to hell. It doesn't say that. It says if you don't believe, you're going to hell. But how easy it was for me to get caught up in the characters and then recognize all of a sudden we can do things in the hospital here in this show that are not to be doing it there. They're showing personal lives that you shouldn't be seeing on the air. Lifestyles that the Bible says is not normal is, is okay now. And they're not arguing the points. Don't, please, understand my heart. They're not arguing the point. They're just showing you that it's okay. And as, as we get caught up a little bit at a time, I can remember, I can remember when I was in college, I was convinced by the liberal teachers, I was convinced that abortion was okay. I was convinced. If you'd have asked me during that stage of my life, is if it's okay to kill a baby, I would say, if it's your baby, it's okay. I was convinced. How did I get there? Little bit at a time. Now, now, I'm totally against it now. Now we've even got states that allow you to kill the baby up to 28 days after birth. Come on. But I'm talking about just our everyday life of what we're accepting. And, and I'm not saying come against the sinner. I'm not because you're a sinner. And I'm not saying that you judge anybody that you see living that way. Please, that's not where I'm at. I'm talking about... You know, I, use, I, I say it all the time. It's not about you. This one's about you. Young and old, listen to me. 
This is about you. Teenagers especially. You are in an environment now at the school where they're allowing and saying this is okay. It's not according to scripture. And you can do it. But you will have consequences of that choice that God give you. you will have, and and the, the crazy part, you won't even know you're in the wrong decision unless you pay attention to the Holy Spirit inside of you saying, be careful. Why? It's no different than, than me driving too fast. There are consequences to driving too fast. And I know that. But I still drive fast. I like to go from zero to 60 as fast as possible, and I have got the fastest car, well, second fastest car out now that'll do that. You can't even hear me coming. And I can go from zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. But if I get past the speed limit, I just denied Christ. I mean, I really did. Well, pastor, is that gonna change? I don't know. Right now, I'm just being honest with you. But I do know this show is done. Because I've seen that show changing the real me. That person that loves the Lord, I've give, I've give 31 years to him right here at this church. I, 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 I love what I do. I love helping people. I love giving you the answers. I love giving you, because we have every answer. Listen to me. I don't care what's going on in your life. This, this will give you how to get through it. But we've got to recognize how easy it is for us to get in that place of accepting. And, and, and you say, well, 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 what about those people that I run with are doing? That is not where I'm going. That's between you and the Lord. That's between you. And we've got to be, a, we've, you, can't, you can't take what you do and you can't cover it up and not show anybody. You've got to, li we live in this environment. I'm just saying we have to be careful how we feed this environment. So when we get out in that environment, we can still walk in the right environment. We've got to fill this thing. We've got to fill this thing. We've got to fill this thing with the truth. So when you're around the other, you don't condemn, you don't judge, you don't, you don't have an air about you. You just love. It's a, very, it's a very difficult place to be, but you can be there. I know people that are right in the midst of sin all the time, but yet they're strong enough and they keep themselves strong enough and they watch what the, whatever comes in here is going to come out. And I was recognized, I recognized, by watching and feeding, you're going to be a mess. But pastor, but pastor, no. No, it, it, we're saying that it's okay. You know, I'm talking about you, I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about judging anybody here. I'm, I'm not talking, I'm not judging anybody here. I'm talking, you're, you're hearing me. This is what happened to me. I recognized, I, I just watched a 40, 40 some minutes of program that violates three of the things that should not even be talked about. And it's okay. And everybody on staff is laughing about it in, in the show. Everybody's, of course, jesting about it. 
It's okay. It's not okay. Because it will take us, sin will take you where you don't want to go. You say, well, well, Pastor, why are we at Easter? You're supposed to be excited about life. I am. I'm trying to help you. The cross is for a reason. He died for all of those sins. You don't have to sin. Before the cross, I couldn't help but sin. Now I have a choice. Now I can choose. I can choose to drive fast. Well, well, or I can choose. The list goes on and on of things that we can choose. But the consequences, I've said it, and I'm still, still stern on how I'm going to present it. I've said it before. We get, God said, you have a choice, Ronnie. You make a choice. But he also says, but I take care of the consequences. Amen. Good or bad, either way, I don't know how good my consequences are going to be of the good I do. And I don't know what the bad's going to be of the consequence. And that consequence may not come for a while, but it's coming. So I want to learn to walk according to the word. So I personally have to be, I've got to monitor. I, I've, got to, I've got to strive to live in that place of peace. Because see, I can watch like pure flicks that I've got now. And I'm, I'm going through all 300, 400 movies. Some of them are like, oh, okay, I can't take this one. Come, come on. Some of the acting is so bad, I could do better. But some of them are really good shows. That when it's over, you know, during the winter months, I had a lot of TV time and a lot of movie time. And I was net flicking and I was pure flicking and I was... That. But then, but I found that the ones that didn't have the, the values of this book, I didn't feel it. They were good. Some of them were just exciting shows, and some of them were, are good. But I still didn't have that that I got from watching a dog save a family. Silly show, no. Down-to-earth, real show. You say, no, Pastor, you're picking on what I'm watching. No, I'm not. I'm telling you where I went. And I'm just telling you what is, what is the change I have felt in my life. Because when you're feeding yourself, you have a peace that only he can give you. Amen. I'm not talking about a peace that your, your, your gas tank's full and you don't know how it happened and you're so excited that, and, and your gas went farther than you thought it went. And that's why I bought an electric car. So you don't no. Come on. I'm trying to lighten it up a little bit. Because everybody here, you, you, you're hearing what I'm saying. You've got to make a choice on, on what you're feeding, and you've got to make a choice on do I want to live in peace or do I want to live in... Well, well you, you know, you, you can't shelter. You can't shelter, and I agree with that. It, it's wrong to completely try to shelter your children and do things like that. Why is it wrong? Because you, you're covering the basket, and they're only ministering to a handful of people when they need to be ministering to the world. But we've got to train that. We've got to teach that. But we also got to teach them the value of what you're feeding yourself, the value of what you're eating. It's no different than if I stay with TV dinners all the time, I'm going to be a sicker puppy than I am. Because I'm eating junk. If I went to McDonald's every time I ate, it's going to kill me. 
if I don't feed the good stuff and I feed stuff that society has said it's okay now and we have a right to live that way and we can be what we want and now even the sports is messed up because now guys are doing girls sports and girls are doing guys sports and you were plumbed accordingly according to the word but yet if the good guy says it's okay I guess it's okay it is if we watch it enough. It is if we feed it enough. It is if we follow it enough. That's why, that's why the Lord says you are holy. What's holy mean? Set apart. You, when you said yes to Jesus, you, have been, you were set apart. What does that mean? I can't, I can't, I can't. That's how I was raised, and that is not the way that the Scripture is. Because if they tell me I can't, we're going to do. Everybody sees that, sees that. Fact is, I live in a, in a life now where I can do whatever I want to do. And if I would choose to pay attention to peace, then I'm going to live a whole different life and guarantee it, it is going to happen. I will be a different person if I follow his leading. We can't live, and I want to emphasize this again, don't take this wrong. I'm not judging anybody. And I don't want you to judge anybody. I just want you to do what Scripture says and judge yourself. Right. Allow the Holy Spirit to work on you. For the most part, keep it private. Do your thing and let God change you. Amen. My job is to remind you of what we've got to do and give you a real life of what happened to me. I mean, just... I mean, just, I, I, I cried. I went, and not because I can't watch the show. I don't want to. You following me? I don't want to. Because I love him with all my heart. I gave my life to him. And I'm trying to help other people. And I can't. I can't feed garbage. Not even knowing it was garbage. Not seeing what they were doing to me. Not seeing the deception. He is such a deceiver. Follow the Holy Spirit and watch what he does for us. See, he's, he's our very life. Now, many don't have that revelation yet. But he is our very life. And we've got to allow him. You say, well, but how are you even going to relate to the world? I'm not saying judge the world. I'm saying take care of yourself so he can give you what you need to give the world and love the people. 1 Peter 3.11 says, turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to do is maintain that peace. And follow that peace. Then I love the scripture in Ephesians 1.4. New Living Translation. Even before he made the world. God loved us. And chose us in Christ to be holy. And without fault. In his eyes. See he died. And he sees. Me. As holy. He sees me without sin. He sees me in my everyday walk. But everybody else sees me. And how I live. And the only way I can live 
and you can live is to spend more time in this than the world that we're living in and recognize that he will take care of you I promise he's going to finish the work he started team come on up allow Jesus to be the author and the finisher of that life allow Jesus to be that that still small voice that directs and guides us in our way of living our, our walk our talk but most of all what we feed check it in the spirit and say what's it doing to me what's happening in my life where's it going to take me whatever I get in my heart it's what's going to come out of my mouth the Bible says that it tells us let's stand
trust in you. We thank you for it. Help us to walk and talk and be in that place that you have set us apart where we can touch lives and touch hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed.